two readings this morning. The first, the first reading is from 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, verses tw 4 to 7. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and everyone, the same God is at work. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Romans 12, 3-8 For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is in giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercifully, mercy, do it cheerfully. Uh, we don't have many kids here, do we, this morning? But we do have Tegan. <laughs> or as we call her, the big T. Yeah. All right. All right, so. For Tegan or anyone who, well, yeah. Well, no female superheroes. Uh, there will be. You just, you just watch. You just watch. There's more coming up. So, favourite superheroes. I've got a couple up there that I like. Um, what, do you know what special powers Spider-Man has? Yeah, he can shoot webs, can't he? He can climb walls. He can swing from building to building. And, of course, Superman, he's, he's crazily overpowered. What can he do? Yeah, he can fly, that's right. He can fly. He's got x-ray vision. He can see through anything. Make sure you're wearing clean underwear because he can see right through everything. Yeah. He can shoot kind of like laser beams out of his eyes and bullets just bounce off him. That's pretty impressive, pretty impressive. But, you know, lots of people in the comic world have superpowers, but they're not all heroes because supervillains have powers too, don't they? See, so it's not having powers that makes you special. It's what you do with them. And superheroes help people. It's all right. So that's what I'm going to talk to these adults about this morning while you kids go on and do some of your activities there. So let me uh, just uh, give you a quote um, it's a bit of a harsh quote. He's a French author, uh, Leon Bloy, and he said, any Christian who is not a hero is a pig. <laughs> That's a bit harsh, isn't it? But I know what he's trying to say. He's trying to say that if we're followers of Jesus, God has given us superpowers. And maybe we can't fly and we can't stop bullets, but whatever our superpowers are, we should be using them. We should be using them for God's glory. Uh, in our first reading that Josh gave us this morning, um, we read that there are different kind of gifts but the same spirit. 
different kinds of service but the same Lord, different kinds of working but all of them and in everyone it is the same God at work. A supernatural, sorry, a, a spiritual gift is a spirit-empowered ability that is given to us to serve others. It is our spiritual superpower. In our second reading, Paul went on to describe some of the types of gifts that we might have. Now, of course, that is not an exhaustive list. That's not all of them. Uh, He doesn't list list, um, playing the guitar. Uh, He doesn't list uh, being able to use a computer well and lots of other things that we might do today which are gifts and which God can give us as well. Uh, And so he gives us a selection of gifts. So that's what we're going to talk a bit about this morning. So firstly, there are two really important things we need to know about spiritual gifts. The first is that God is the one who picks the gifts. God is the one who empowers us. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. All right, so it's not... It's not that we've applied for a specific gift, you know, like you apply for a job. You know, we haven't um, done a campaign or a petition um, or anything like that to try and get our gifts. These are gifts which God in his infinite love and wisdom has chosen to give us. He knew exactly what we need. So we don't need to waste time being jealous of somebody else's gift. You know, some people are scared stiff of standing in front of a crowd and talking. And other people like me do it all the time. Some people can stand in front of a crowd of kids and do a wonderful activity and and be a complete crazy person in front of children, like the Wiggles or whatever. And other people, that would be just mortifying to try and do that. So we shouldn't waste our time being jealous over someone else's gift simply because it's not as though they've earned it or they've done it themselves. It is a gift from God and God has chosen our gifts for us. So you might think, okay, there's a lot of people out there that seem to be gifted. I've seen gifted musicians and they don't honour God. I see gifted teachers out there and they don't honour God. And that's because people do have natural abilities and abilities that we hone by lots of practice. But there is a big difference between having an ability that we're good at and using an ability empowered by the Spirit of God to do something for God. You see, if you think of it a bit like this, Um, if Mike Tyson, and I've got a picture of Iron Mike up here, Mike Tyson is a gifted fighter. Even in retirement, I wouldn't like to take a punch from him. All right, it would be pretty powerful and it would hurt. It'd probably knock me out. But that's natural talent and that's skill and training that he's done to develop that. But if we were to think... I wonder what it would be like to take a punch from Superman. Well, that would probably pulverise me into nothing. (laughs) You know, this is a guy that can punch a train, right? It's supernatural, it's beyond the normal human ability 
there's something different going on here, something better. And so there are many, many people who have got skills and abilities and they do them well. But there's something different when a person uses a God-given gift because it's empowered by the Holy Spirit and it does more for them than make money or it does more for them than winning a fight. It changes lives. It has an impact in the spirits of people around them. So that's the difference between those gifts. That's two things we need to learn about gifts. Now, I told you there were going to be some female superheroes, Barbara. There are some female superheroes up here. Um, And so I've got uh, Stargirl, I've got Captain America, I've got The Flash, and I've got Supergirl. But do you notice anything about those posters up there? Anything at all? Most of them are men, yeah. (laughs) That's a problem with our society. Uh, Yes, most of them are men. But the other thing that is about them is that they're not on their own. They're all part of teams. You see, they all need each other. See, Stargirl has her justice society. She's got a bunch of other powered and non-powered beings around her. Captain America has his Avengers. The Flash has Team Flash. Even Supergirl has her super friends. They're all part of teams. You know, and they work because we work better when we're part of a team. We all have different abilities. So if you watch any of these TV shows or you see any of these movies, you'll notice that the the problems that they come up against and the bad guys they come up against all require different gifts and abilities to fight against them. They're all needed. There's, there's, There's something that each of them contributes that just can't be done by one hero alone. And this is God's plan for us too. This is what God wants for us. So in Romans 12, um, we're told that just as each of us has one body with many members and all the members don't have the same function, so in Christ we, although we are many members, form one body and each of us belongs to all the others. And so we have different gifts according to the grace given us. You see, your gift was not given to you for you. My gifts are not given to me for me. They are given to us for the benefit of each other. Corinthians goes on to say that to each one of us the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Our gifts are given to help others, to serve other people, to to be for their benefit. They're not just given for our own enjoyment. By God's design, we don't all have the same functions and the same gifts. We have different giftings because we need each other in different ways. Our text says that each member belongs to all the others. That's how God's made the DNA of this church. Just like he made us with our body and every part of us, and I'm not talking even just about, you know, hands and feet and eyes all have different functions, but internally, blood vessels and organs and 
and even down to the microscopic cells, all have different functions and all of them are necessary working together for a proper functioning human being. And so each of us has different functions. Each of us has a different purpose within this wonderful body that we have. And when we work together, we can transform a community. We can transform a city. We can transform a nation for God. Each of us have been given super abilities, but we need to work within our team. But you know, having special gifts doesn't necessarily make me a superhero. There's got to be some action to it. There was a fascinating subplot in the last Avengers movie. Um, if you saw the previous movie, you would see they got to the end and they failed. Right? The bad guy had won and he had wiped out half of the population of the universe. He had had, he had, had a victory, but they had lost. And this last film picked up five years later. And five years later, Thor, the god of thunder, was living with post-traumatic stress disorder. He was really struggling with being defeated. He was living in depression. He was sitting around drinking beer, watching TV and growing fat. And so that's him there on the right. You can see that is, you know, the one they, they lovingly call Fat Thor. He'd been defeated and he was down and he was out. For five years, he was not a superhero. He still had all his superpowers. If he wanted to, he still could, have, he still could fly. He still had his incredible strength. He could still shoot lightning bolts if he wanted to. But he didn't do any of that. He was simply a superpowered slob just sitting there doing nothing with all his abilities. We can do that too. We can do that too. We can be superpowered slobs if we choose. Sit around and do nothing with our abilities. The church needs us. Our neighbourhood needs us. This city needs us because they desperately need God. And how are they going to find him if it doesn't come through us? You know, God doesn't necessarily need us because God is perfect, God is all-powerful, God is all-knowing. And yet in that, that all-knowing wisdom and love, God has decided that the way he's going to reach this world is through us. He's given us a wonderful privilege of being his hands and feet in this world. He has chosen to empower us to serve our community and the world around us. And we need to do something with that. And so if I would uh, use our illustration of Thor as an example, James would say to him, faith or power by itself, if it's not accompanied by some kind of action, is dead. 
And someone might say, James says, oh, you have your faith, you have your actions, I have my faith. Let's just call it that. And James says, will you show me your faith without actions? I will show you my faith by my actions. Each Sunday when we come here, we have visitors who need people to connect them with God. We have children who need people to model what it means to be a child of God for them. We have singles and couples and families who need the gifts that God has given each one of us to help them to connect with God and to grow in their walk with Christ. Our local community desperately needs us to bring them the word of God. You know, I... um, We've got, a, we've got a, a church consultation thing coming up. I said it in my annual report, if you, uh, if you haven't read that yet, um, that as a council, we've uh, engaged a consulting group, an independent group, to come uh, and evaluate us and to see how we're going and to see how we can prove and what we can do better. One of the questions that they asked me on the initial questionnaire was, what percentage of people are involved on our current roster? The answer to that question is about 50% is on our current roster. And that might be everything from the sound desk to playing an instrument to setting up the communion emblems once a month to greeting visitors, all those sorts of things. There may be things that you see uh, around you today. But of course, others are exercising their gifts in ways that don't necessarily show up on a roster too. And that's awesome as well. But this is the third part of our vision statement. Do you remember what our vision statement is? Connect, grow, serve. This is one third of our mission statement, serve. Can you imagine what our church would look like if everyone was using their gifts? Can you imagine what our community would be like if this whole church was using its gifts, if we're all serving in ways that God wanted us to serve. You know, about a a month ago, uh, I received the most beautiful little video. Um, I won't show it for you here. I didn't didn't ask permission for that. I only thought of it yesterday. Um, It's this incredible little video. Uh, and it came from Moses and Matt. And it was a little video clip, just a couple of minutes, of Toby opening the birthday present that I bought for him. Right? And it was just so joyful to watch him open it and get it. Oh, dinosaur, dinosaur. Right? Um, mind you, I think he enjoyed the, the card even more than the gift because when you open up the card, it had a little hamster that spins around. (laughs) Loved it. It was beautiful to watch. It just, it warmed my heart. You know, because when we give someone a gift, that's what we want, isn't it? You know, we go to all the trouble of, of thinking and choosing what a person might like. We go around the shop and we look, we go, oh, yeah, that, I think that's the thing they'll like and we put our hand in our pocket and we pay for it, we wrap it, we go and present it to them on their birthday or Christmas or whatever it might be. 
And there's that sense of anticipation. We want them to get excited and we want them to enjoy it. But what if they just looked at that gift and went, eh, and walked away? How would that feel? That would leave us kind of feeling empty. God has given us wonderful gifts. He wants us to unwrap them. You know, I suggest, some of you probably know what what maybe one or some of your gifts are. There may be other gifts that you have that you don't even know yet. You haven't even unwrapped them and seen what they might be. And God's just waiting for us to discover these gifts, to rip them out of their packaging and get excited and use them. So how do we do that? How do we go about doing that? I mean, it's exciting to think that God has given me gifts. But the natural question that follows then is, how do I know what they are? How do I discover those gifts? You know, it's not like God has given me a physical package that I can open and there it is. It's a little bit more complicated than that, isn't it? So let me suggest to you three simple ways to find your God-given superpower. The first is to ask other people. Ask someone you trust, someone who is serving God themselves. Ask someone who knows you. Now, not necessarily me, or maybe a person who's in leadership in a certain area, because you know we have this kind of mindset where we go, well, I can see what's needed, if you, know, if you were to ask John, well, what do you think my gifts are, John? He might say, oh, I, but you could probably be on the sound desk, right? Because that's what he does. Or I might look around and I go, oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I can see more people on the, on the welcome desk or more people setting up communion because I can, I can think of those things. And that's not what you're asking. What you're asking is for someone who knows you to say, where do you think God would use me? Where do you think, when you think of spiritual gifts and you look at me, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? Maybe you didn't know. Hang on. I've skipped a passage. I've skipped one, sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll go to number two. I'm on number two here, I'm asking others. Sorry, I've skipped one. Um, How do you think I make our community better? This isn't because we're looking for an ego boost, we're looking for someone to improve our um, our self-esteem or anything like that. It's because we trust that maybe sometimes people around us can see things in us that we don't see for ourselves. I happen to believe that most people don't go around thinking, hey, I am awesome and I've got it all together. I think most of us are probably a little bit uncertain. And most of us wonder what we have to offer and wonder if we have gifts that the church can use. And so when we ask other people, we say, what do you see in me? What can you see me doing in the church? So we ask others. That can be a great thing. So that's the first one. Sorry about that, I skipped a a point. Secondly, I suggest you experiment. 
experiment by serving. Get involved in the church somewhere. If you're not sure what the church could, could do, what you could do in the church, go and have a look at the roster. Go out in the foyer and just check it out. Run your eye over it and go, oh, I didn't realise that there was someone uh, who counted the offering after church on Sunday. You might, because you don't see that, you might not know it's a job. I think I could do that. Or maybe it's, oh yeah, I think I could handle sitting on the computer there and, and pushing a button for each, you know, um, slide for the music or maybe I could prepare the communion elements once a month. Maybe you've noticed the greeters on the front door but you've never kind of thought, I wonder if it's something I could do. And so the first thing is to experiment, give something a go. Just have a try. I suggest perhaps try something, you know, for a few times, you know, for a month, whatever. And determine, am I enjoying this? Do I think I'm doing okay at this particular job? No, what can I do? How is it, how am I making a difference? Now, there's nothing wrong if you do something a few times and you go, eh, maybe that's not for me, I'm not, I don't really think this is my area. That's okay. Give something else a try. It's not like it's a failure. It's not like you're doing anything wrong. God's not going to judge you because you've decided to try working on the computer desk and, you go and, and you know, after a couple of hours you've gone, this is way over my head, I can't do this. So what? Just acknowledge it. Try something else. God doesn't condemn us for having a go. All right, so those are the first two things to ask others and to give something a try. The third thing you can do as you start to do this, and this is, a, this is a way to kind of reinforce whether you're in the right area or not, is to check your energy levels. Now, as you start to serve in different ways and do different things, you need to ask yourself, how am I feeling while I'm doing this? You know, am I... Am I excited about it? Do I look forward to doing it each Sunday? Or, or, or not necessarily each Sunday, because you might only be rostered on once a month or once every two months or whatever it might be, but do I get excited about it or do I dread it? Do I go home after doing it feeling energised and thinking, I really enjoyed doing that? Or do I feel drained and exhausted? I mean, let, let me give you an example. Over... A, a number of years in my previous church, we had this habit, we seemed to go through youth pastors on a rapid basis. <laughs> they didn't seem to last more than a year. And then what would happen would be, they would go, oh, Jason, you can handle running the youth group. So I'd end up running the youth group for six months or 12 months, and I would do it. Now, I've got certain gifts. You know, I think I've got certain gifts in terms of administration and programming and coming up with ideas and things, but I don't really feel that I'm particularly gifted in dealing with youth. I don't really think that's my strength. And so I did it, but by Friday night, by the time that week was over, I was done in. I was exhausted. It just took it out of me. And then by the following week, when it comes up, it's like, oh, 
here I go again, okay. And I just did it, because I had to do it. But I wasn't passionate about it. It really wasn't my area of gifting. When I come here on a Sunday morning, I've had a week of preparing where I have enjoyed getting into God's Word, where I have enjoyed learning and structuring in a sermon, where I look forward to presenting it to you. You know, I love doing it. I don't know what else I could do. I've tried doing other things. Um, I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but if I go back to the thing about asking others, when I was planning to move on from my previous church, and I didn't know where I wanted to be, and I started to explore different things, one of the things that I did was I went to, um, I applied for a few other jobs. I applied in particular to a mission agency. And I thought, that sounds really easy because I could go and I can, I can go to different churches and I could preach a message and I can enjoy that, but I wouldn't have to worry about any of the church politics or any of the leadership or anything. I could just, you know, promote the work of the mission going around. It'd be an easy job, I thought, for me. I thought I'd, that could be fun. And I got to the interview stage because, you know, I had the resume, I had the, the skills, the ability to do it. You know, afterwards, they rang me up and they said, oh, we're not going to give you the job. And they said, it's not that you can't do it. We just don't think you want to do it. And they said, wherever we talked, whenever you talked about pastoral ministry, your eyes lit up. You looked excited. And they said, it just became so obvious to us in that room that you love pastoral ministry. And that's where you're supposed to be. So you see, in the midst of my uncertainty and my searching and my looking, someone else looked at me and they saw something in me, something that energised me, something that got me excited. And so I had to kind of change what I was doing and say to God, okay, God, I accept this is what you're calling me to. This is what I'm going to do. Sometimes other people know and we go through this process of exploring and trying and doing things and we need to check how we're feeling about them, we check our energy levels, all these things, it's all part of a process and it's okay to give it a go. It's okay to have a go. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to, to try something and go, well, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe it just is that you just need to practice it a couple more times and it, and it might be. But other times maybe it's just not. There's no sin in getting it wrong. That's called human nature and that's called part of the exploration. And if we're all part of the body together and if we all believe in helping each other and helping each other to truly grow and serve God then your brothers and sisters in this place should be generous with you and gracious with you and patient with you as you try different things. And I'm pretty sure they will be. I'm pretty sure that's the kind of people we have here. All right, let's bring it home. If you're a follower of Jesus who isn't utilising 
all of the gifts God has given you, then you're like a Christmas present that just sits there on the table and never gets unwrapped. And that's kind of a waste of time. That's not exploring your full potential. You know, we don't want to be walking up to the gift God has given us and going, meh, and walking away, never opening it, never giving it a try. The late US President John F. Kennedy once said, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. So the question we need to be asking ourselves as we walk in the door of church is not what can I get out of this place, but Lord, what do you want me to give? Jesus once said it's better to give than to receive. It is. It actually feels good to give. You know, God knows and God put it into our makeup that giving actually benefits us. Physiologically, it actually feels good to give to somebody. God made us that way. So don't be the unopened gift. Discover the gifts that God has given you. Get out there and try and serve the church and the community and this world in the ways that God has made you to do. I encourage you to be a superhero for God. Let's pray. Our loving Father, we thank you for the gifts that you've given us. Lord, we know that um, sometimes we're like kids that look at the gift and don't really enjoy it and walk away and, and don't use it. And we don't want to be like that, Lord because we know that you are all-wise, all-knowing, and that if you have given us a gift, it means that you know what you want us to do with it. Lord, sometimes we feel so unsure about ourselves. We lack confidence. We think, I'm not smart enough, or I'm not clever enough at, at this particular task, or whatever it might be, and, and we worry, have I really got anything to offer people? But Lord, help us speak to us. Prompt us by your spirit. Let us know that you, you have chosen us. We are special in your eyes and you have given us gifts. And we are so grateful for that, Lord. Help us to discover our gifts. Help us to have the courage and the faith to give it a try, to use our gifts for your glory and to use our gifts to benefit others, Lord. We long to see people in our community know you. We have family members, we have friends, we have workmates, people who, whose lives are incomplete because they don't know you. Lord, help us use our gifts to serve you, to draw these people to you. Lord, thank you that you've put us into this family, into this body of people. Whether you've called us to be a hand or a toe or an ear or whatever it might be, you've called us to, Lord. Help us to be an active part of this body. And thank you for your grace in allowing us to be part of your ministry. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thanks, Josh. Let us close our service in a blessing. Eternal God and Father, by whose power we are created and by whose love we are redeemed, guide and strengthen us by your Spirit that we may give ourselves to your service and live this day in love to one another and to you through Christ our Lord.